I have felt a stronger burden in this church than tonight. I don't know that it's anybody in particular, most likely all of us, but I feel something so strong in my spirit today. The Lord laid it in my heart one day this week while I listened to a sermon. I don't have no idea what sermon it was. I just know I heard something that just spoke to me so loud, so strong. Most preachers, I know I'm like this. I would think that most of you have heard others say this, that when God gives them a, veg, uh, a message, in general, there's some faces that come to him. As was the case in this, I felt like there were several that I felt that this was would be a sermon for them. And tonight, they're not here. As may be the case most of the time. But for some reason, God has preached my sermon most this night. Luke 7.31. There <clears throat> say amen. And the Lord said, Word to then shall I liken the men of this generation. And to what are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace, calling one to another and saying, We have piped unto you, and you have not danced. We have mourned to you, and you have not weeped. Well, for John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, He had the devil. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Behold, a gluttonous man and a wine-bibber and a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of all her children. Lord, I'm asking you to touch every individual in this place tonight, every life, every heart. God, I rebuke every distraction that may come in this place. God, right now, God, that you would touch us in this place, God, that you would minister, God, and you would touch somebody's heart, God, right now, in the precious name of Jesus, I rebuke, God, every familiar spirit that's on the shoulder of anybody in this place, God dealing with them, trying to get them sidetracked, God, to the side, Lord. God, I rebuke every spirit of Antichrist, God, that may be trying to show itself strong, God, and tell us that we don't need God. I rebuke every spirit of bondage, God, that tries to pull us to the side of this house tonight, God, knowing, God, that you have a word for us, God. You have something for us in this house tonight, God. Hallelujah, Lord, right now in your precious name. The church can clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Heavenly Book commercial flight out of Denver was canceled, and a single agent was rebooking a long line of inconvenience travelers. Suddenly, an angry passenger pushed his way to the front and slapped his ticket down on the counter. I have to be at this flight. It has to be first class, he insisted. I'm sorry, sir, the agent replied, but I'll be happy to help you, but you have to take I have to take care of the these folks first. The passengers uh, was unimpressed. Do you have any idea who I am? He demanded in a voice loud enough for the pastor behind him to hear to hear him. Without hesitating, the agent smiled, picked up her public microphone. May I have your attention, please? She broadcasted throughout the terminal. We have a pastor here at the gate who does not know who he is. If anyone can help him uh, uh, find his identity, please come to the gate. As this man retreated, the people in the terminal burst into Applause. 
May I have your attention? There is no doubt every one of us has been in Walmart when you've heard somebody come across the counter. May I have your attention? Well, Texas young, please come to the front. Your party is waiting for you at aisle number one. No doubt you've been uh, uh, somewhere and you've heard that phrase. No doubt you've heard it, whether you be at, uh, maybe been at the, uh, my wife uh, said that she'd heard them say, may I have your attention, the person in the red Durango, your headlights are on, will you please go turn them off? No doubt every one of us have heard somebody say such a thing, may I have your attention. It is a plea to get someone to hear what they are trying to say. As I was studying for this message, I, I found a blog that, that started out like this. We live in a very loud world. Instagram posts, Snapchat uh, chats, instant downloading, live streaming, Netflix binging, Facebook messaging, app notifications, email change, check, uh, group texting, ad pop-ups, retweets, shared memes, Pinterest pins, YouTube sensations, Spotify playlists, recommended podcasts, TED Talks, street billboards, celebrity endorsements, magazine ads, shared blogs, breaking news, rush hour traffic, food, uh, Foot traffic, elevator banter, water cooler conversations, conference room meetings, boardroom presentations, prepared lectures, re uh, restaurant chatter, Sunday sermons, grocery store, barcode scanning, playground chaos, noise, noise, noise. We live in a very loud world. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? We live in a very, very loud noise. From the time we wake up to the moment we turn the lights out, we are bombarded with messages. We are bombarded with somebody trying to get our attention. From the time your eyes wake up, hallelujah, matter of fact, while you're sleeping through the night, you wake up to your phones and your computers with multiple messages that's demanding your attention, whether it be email, or text messages or, or some kind of notification that uh, that this Netflix show has got some kind of new show that you would be interested in. We are living in the hour that's known as the information age in the world. is not withholding information from us, Brother Donnie. It's trying to give us all the information that it can, Sister Michelle, because it is after our attention. This world is looking for our attention. It's bleeding. It is binding for our attention. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come home. We've not been left out of the conversation of this world. Our culture is not giving up. Hallelujah. It's not giving us the silent treatment. If anything, it's quite the opposite. Hallelujah. This world seems rather desperate to get our attention. Hallelujah. This current generation is after something that's so valuable. It is our attention. It is our time. It is streaming for our attention and our interest. Hallelujah. But church, our attention is precious. It is something that's so expensive. It shouldn't be handed over without some consideration of what really our attention needs to be turned to. Maybe it's time that we see our attention as the treasure that it really is. Hallelujah. It's time for you and I to rescue our attention from this endless noise of this generation. Hallelujah. What exactly has your attention tonight? What exactly has got your focus? Hallelujah. What is culture high? Hallelujah. Who is whispering? What is whispering in your ear tonight? Maybe it's that certain musical artist, hallelujah, that you just love so much and you can't get it off your iPod. Hallelujah. Maybe, hallelujah, maybe it is that pen that 
that friend, hallelujah, that is, that is provi uh, uh, providing with you with company. It's trying his best, hallelujah, to give you the company. It is bidding for your attention, but maybe that friend also that is rather giving you foolish and ungodly advice in your life. Maybe it's a certain TV show that has got you bound. It's got you spellbound, leaving you every week with a cliffhanger, leaving you every week, hallelujah, that's making you hungry to go back and watch it the very next week, a week, hallelujah. Perhaps that, that same television show that is releasing familiar spirits only you, hallelujah, that's getting used to you and familiar with you and knows what your downfall is and knows how to get to you, hallelujah. I'm telling you, there is things out there that is coming after us. It is bidding for our attention, hallelujah. Maybe it's your favorite sports team or your favorite sports venue that's bidding for you and for your attention, church, our attention, hallelujah, is unquestionably invaluable, hallelujah. It is invaluable. It is one of the greatest things that we have. It is attention, hallelujah. What we give our attention to. We need to spend time. That are, we need to spend our time on things that are worth value. We need to spend our time and our focus and our listening ears and our, and our eyes fixed on things that is important, hallelujah. And most importantly, our heart, our heart, hallelujah, that seems to be open to so many things, Brother Donnie. We've got to be careful of what we give our attention of our heart to, hallelujah. We need to choose to expose ourselves to things that inspires goodness on the inside of us, that ignites a hope inside of us, that ignites something inside of us that was not just not just some kind of a laughter or, or something, but that challenges you. Hallelujah! To be what God has called you to be. Our attention needs to be focused on the things that bring out the very best in us, and not brings us down, and not brings us to a place that we're, uh, brother Donnie, that we don't know who we are or what we are or where we're going. There's things in this world that's bidding for our attention. Even as we sit in this service tonight, there's something bidding your attention. There's somebody downstairs, I don't know who it is, but you hear them as well as I do. And it's bidding for our attention and trying to get your mind distracted. Some of you sitting in this building right now, uh, whether you turned your phone or not, off or not, some of you right now are squirming in your seat wondering, oh, she's going to be mad at me or he's going to be mad at me because I'm not responding quick enough because you turned your phone off and something is bidding for you. Something is bidding for your attention. Hallelujah. There's somebody, oh, come on, finances, he's got you down. And tonight you're worried about that. And work is bidding for your attention. Something is bidding for your attention. And trying his best to get you. May I have your attention? We need to eliminate unnecessary noises and turn our focuses towards the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, we need to turn our ears to teaching. Hallelujah. Of God and the word of God. Let us. Hallelujah. Live the words of God and let it shape us and frame us and turn us into what God wants us to be. Oh, come on. How many times? How many times? Have you got ready to kneel down and pray? How many times have you got ready to kneel down, oh God, and pray and seek God? How many times have you put up, picked up your word of God and decided I'm going to spend some time in the word of the Lord? Hallelujah. And the next thing you know, there's a beep. Oh, I 
Say to you that you've got a text message. And the next thing you know, there's a ding or an alert of whatever you have to tell you that you've got an email or an instant message. Hallelujah. And then maybe there's a vibration on your phone or your device. Hallelujah. Telling you that there's something you have to do a little bit later. As much as we try to stay focused, as much as we try to stay connected to God, oh, come on. Your mind begins to trip and wonder what the, the message is. Wondering if it's important. Thinking about that thing you've got to do later. Thinking about hallelujah. Oh, come on. Oh, can't forget to send that email about the insurance. I can't forget to send that email. I can't forget to send that bill. I can't forget to do this. I can't forget to do that. This is the age that we're living in. The beats and the bells and the whistles that's hollering and clamoring for our attention. We can't even sit at a table and eat with people anymore without our gadgets hollering at us. We can't sit at the eating table no more. Majority of Americans don't even sit at the table and eat no more. Oh, no, no, no. They sit in front of the TV. And they all zone out in front of the TV. Hallelujah. Because something is bidding for our attention. Hallelujah. It's trying its best to get your attention. Praise God. Oh, come on. We have made a home. Hallelujah. Our daily conversations. Oh, we don't think anything about it. It's become a whole part of our lives. I know this is a heavy message tonight. Oh, come on. I know this is heavy tonight, but it's heavy on my heart. It's heavy on my mind because the devil, hallelujah, the world, something is beating for our attention. The most valuable thing that I have over my life is my attention. Oh, God, help me. Fortnite. Oh, come on. All the other games that we play, Facebook, Twitter, hallelujah, Snapchat, all the other venues are crying out. Hey, oh, can I get your attention? You've got another notification. But amidst all of it, I hear God on the loudspeaker crying out, may I get your attention? And there's a church that's not hearing him amidst the noise of this generation. There's a church that's not hearing him, and he's crying out with everything that he's got, may I get your attention? No matter how this modern and digital world, where it gets, where it's going, hallelujah, he is still calling for our undivided attention. He is still calling for us. He is still reaching for us. He is still reaching for a generation that says, come to me, all your burden heavy laden, and I'll give you a rest for your weary mind. Come on, God is crawling out for us, Brother Donnie. But where are we at? We're in the middle of a generation that's noisy. And we can't hear him. Matthew 7 21. Not everyone that said to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will come to me that day and say, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name, cast out devils. In thy name, done wonderful works. And then we will, will I profess unto them, I never knew you depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Oh, come on, hear me. We don't want to be one of those that when we get to Jesus and we see him and he looks at us and he says, I never knew you. Oh, what a tragedy. What a shame. What a shame. 
pain would be to stand before him. And you thought you heard him all along. You thought you heard him. You thought that your ministry was on Facebook. You thought that your ministry was helping that individual oh, that was really pulling you away from God. You thought your ministry was in this and that, but hallelujah. But God said, I was calling to you the whole time and you never heard me. And now that I never know you, I never knew you. I didn't have a relationship with you. Oh, come on, I realize this is heavy, but come on, it's heavy on my spirit. Somebody needs to hear it. We're in a noisy generation. It's crying. It's clattering to us. Oh, come on. I feel the spirits in here tonight. I feel some of it. You're having a hard time listening to me tonight because your device is off. Your phone is off. And you're worried about what you're going to be missing. But let me tell you what. You better worry about the hear, missing the hearing the voice of God. There's going to be a trumpet that's going to sound one of these days. It's going to raise the dead. But hear me. There's some people that's not going to hear that trumpet. They're going to be caught up in the middle of their devices, in the middle of their friends. It's ungodly. In the middle of their movies and the videos and everything else that they're doing. God is here to get our attention. And we need to bring our gadgets and our habits and our addictions and our, our spiritual lives. Hallelujah. It can take a toll on us. But God wants us, hallelujah, to give him his attention. I am horrible when it comes to hearing my family talk to me. I don't know the times that I'm in my box and I'm focusing on whatever I'm focusing on. And all of a sudden they say, oh, you, do you hear me? No. What did you say? I don't know how many times that has happened in my world. You know, as well as I know, if you have kids especially, how frustrating it is when you told your kids to go do something and you go to find the fact that they did not do what you told them to do and they did not hear what you said. There's probably nothing no more frustrating in your world when you're trying to speak to somebody and their attention is somewhere else and they're not listening to you and they're not paying attention. Come on, can I get an amen? I've not got very many tonight, but sure I get an amen out of that. Come on, God is doing the same way. We need to give him nothing less than our un undivided, uninterrupted attention that he deserves tonight. God, because if you're not careful, let me tell you what, God is getting serious in the time that we're living in. As the word came forth tonight and said, do you not hear me? I'm calling to you. Come on, did you not hear the word of God that was spoken tonight through tongues and interpretation? Say, I'm calling to you. Somebody need to listen to me. Time is running out and somebody needs to open your ears up tonight and understand God is going to get your attention one way or God will do whatever it takes to get your attention. Hallelujah. He'll let you spend a night in the jailhouse if he needs to to get you on the track that you need to be to do what God wants you to do. Hallelujah. He'll put you flat on your back, sick in the dog, thinking you're about to die. If he's going to get your attention, God, hallelujah, will get your attention one way or another. I've had people that's trying to get my attention when I wasn't listening to them, Brother James. All of a sudden, I feel something shaking me. Are you listening to me? 
Sometimes God's got to do something like that. He's got to shake us to get our attention. Hallelujah. For Moses, he needed a burning bush. For Abraham, God told him, he said, you got to take your son Isaac to the altar. Some of us are like Balaam. We're so stubborn. we got to have a donkey to talk to us. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, Isaiah. It was the year that King Uzziah died. He said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. But God told Ezekiel, you go down to the valley of the dry bones. I need to get your attention down there. Saul, he was walking down the road of Damascus and God knocked him off his beat and blinded him for three days. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. There's a Mary and Martha. Hallelujah. Jesus got her at their attention when he finally let the brother dead be dead and he was dead four days. God fixes and gets the attention of people in the church. Mm-hmm. Well, be careful and guard my words, but I want to say it tonight. God's serious about some of you living for God. How long are you going to ignore him? How long are you going to turn a deaf ear to God? How long are you going to run from the calling? How long are you going to live this life that you're living? Hallelujah. Halfway not paying attention to what anybody said. All you want to do is do your own thing. How long are you going to quit and not read your word when God's bidding you to read the word? How long are you going to ignore the words that's spoken to you while you're praying and God is speaking to you? How long will you ignore a man of God that speaks to you or prophecy of days gone by? How long will you stay in this place? of dormant and not moving and not doing your doing what God's did want you to do when he is somewhere up there high lifted up and he's crying out may I have your attention may I have your attention screaming through your cell phone trying to scream over your cell phone screaming over, over Hulu screaming over Netflix screaming over the Facebook post screaming over the messages that you're getting he's screaming may I have your attention I'm almost done. Belshazzar decided to get the holy things of God's tabernacle and to bring them down and begin to make merry and drink with them and all of a sudden there's something happened on the wall. He looked over the wall and there began to be a finger that appeared on the wall and just began to write on the wall. The message on the wall said Mini Tekel Paris. He had no idea what it was. But his mother come told him, and said, listen, when, when, whenever uh, Nebuchadnezzar was here, there was a man by the name of Daniel that was able to interpret dreams. And, and finally they went and got Daniel. Daniel come down there and he interpreted the dreams because God was trying to get uh, 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 Belshazzar's attention and let him know, I need to get your attention. He got his attention by writing on the wall. And the writing that was on the wall said, God has numbered your kingdom and it's finished. Thou hast been weighed in the balance and are found wanting. The kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persian. Daniel told this king the message and they clothed him with fine clothing and all this kind of stuff. But you hear me, that very night God got his attention because he come in there and, and, and uh, uh, the, the kingdom was ruined and taken away from him and Darius was put in his place. God is trying to get somebody's attention. He's trying to let us know the enemy is coming and you've got to wake up before the enemy comes. He's going to carry you off. He's going to divide your world and God is trying to get your attention. What's he done? Like serious. We're living in the last hour. 
We need to learn how to turn our phones off. We need to learn how to turn our, our, our televisions off for a period of time. Push some things to the side. Oh, come on. We didn't learn how to tune some friends out that's speaking up. It's bidding for our attention, Brother Donnie. We need to learn how to tune some things out because somewhere God is up there crying, May I help? Your attention. What is God going to have to do to get your attention in life? What are you willing to give up? Come on, folks. I ain't talking about this tomorrow. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. 23 years old. If I can call God on my life, I guess to get away from it. 23 years old. I remember specifically every day, Brother John, driving down the road heading to work when I lived in St. Charles, Kentucky, driving down that road heading to work. And my prayer was, God, whatever it takes, please, I won't do what you want me to do. God, whatever you want. Remember having a brother that was uh, he didn't he didn't accept his call to preach and, and he was but he was playing games and he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing, Brother Donnie. You know, I remember that day so playing over in the 13th. Some of you heard me talk about it. We talked about it again tonight. Over in the 13th, 1994, between services when I got the phone call from my Aunt Bill's son, Kevin, and said, Your daddy has been shot. I remember the pain and the hurt that went through my body. I remember thinking about all the times that God had called me to preach and I walked away from it and I ignored him. But let me tell you, on that day, God got my attention. On that day, Texas, God got my attention. You see, it was just, it was just a few months before that that God looked at my brother in the, very, in the middle of a tent meeting that was sitting right where Star Bethlehem Church is sitting right now. And God looked at, uh, up through a man of God, come to my brother and stuck his finger in his face and said, when I was a child, I stick as a child. When I came a man, I put away childish things. He said, if you don't get things straightened up, I'm going to take something to Peter from now. Four months later, my daddy was killed by his daddy accidentally. accident. Some of you know the story. Don't want to get serious with you. Sister Terry, here's a bad thing about it. It was over in the 13th, 1994. It was not until August 1996 before I finally said, okay, no, not preach. God can use drastic measures to get your attention. He'll put you in jail. He'll pull something out and turn you. He'll do whatever it takes because God's serious about this business. And folks, we're living in the end time. I, I will bring this to close. I don't preach long and I plan. I read tonight a text. Luke 7, 31, 35. The Lord said, Word to then shall I liken the men of this generation to who and to what are they like? They're like the children sitting in the marketplace, calling one to another and saying, We have piped to you and you have not danced. We have mourned to you and you have not wept. Then he goes on to clarify what he was saying. He said, For John the Baptist came neither, uh, came neither eating bread nor drinking wine. And you say, He had the devil. Then he's talking about himself and he said, The Son of Man cometh eating and drinking. And you say, Behold, a bloodless man, a wine giver, a friend of public and sinners. 
You know what he was saying? He said, God is trying his best to get your attention. He used both sides of it. He used John the Baptist who was rough and tough on you and, and told you that you need to repent and get yourself right. And then, you, then he, he brought Jesus on the scene that was had love and compassion and he was healing everybody that he came around and he was trying his best to get their attention. He said, I pipe to you and you're not dancing. I mourn and you're not weeping. What's God got to do to get your attention? If God wants you to do a great work for you, work for his life, hallelujah, for what he wants you to do. Somebody needs to hear him tonight. What's God calling you to do? How long are you going to play this game? I'm waiting to get this job. I'm waiting for social concerns. I'm waiting to get past this. I'm waiting for, oh, come on, come on, hear me, hear me, hear me. Are you waiting for somebody to die in your life? Or will you wait to find yourself flat on your back? Don't you wait too long. Stand with me now. Let go. May I have your attention? May I have your attention? Jesus is coming soon. May I have your attention? You need to pray like you've never prayed. May I have your attention? The word of God is what's going to get you through this world. It's not sex before marriage, is it? It's not smoking marijuana now that they made it legal all over the place. It's not being addicted to smoking and drinking and all that kind of stuff. Come on, you keep doing that stuff and you watch God get your attention. You keep having sex outside of marriage, you watch what happens. You don't have a baby out of wedlock and God will get your attention. Mm-hmm. Okay, said, she told me tonight, she come in, she said, that baby cries all night long. Mm-hmm. David and got that living uh, live baby on it before. I said, honey, that's how real babies are. You need to realize that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody that's uh, uh, playing with smoking and dipping. Don't set your sister Bam up for a little while. Come on. Come on. She pulls her friend around, lugging along with her because her oxygen is not holding there because she's had to deal with lung cancer. Years of smoking. Talk to the man that's on deathbed, dying of cirrhosis of the liver that drinks himself every day. Oh, come on. Go to the psych ward to that woman or that man that's in that psych ward because they, they wouldn't let the unforgiveness out of them. They wouldn't get the forgiveness out of the unforgiveness out of their heart. And they harbored it so much that it drove them crazy. Talk to the man that's on death row. Because he would not listen to God. And he listens to what I've heard so many people say. The inner devil's on the inside of me. Oh, come on. Where do they come from? They come from familiar spirits. Of places that bid for our attention. And we would not let them go. Hallelujah. We would not let them go. You think that can't happen to me? You think that won't happen to me? Oh, come on. Hear me. It will happen if you're not careful. Amen. 
Somebody needs to hear this preacher tonight. Oh, come on. I have one last scripture, and I'm going to lay this mic down, and somebody needs to hear me say one more time, may I have your attention. Somebody needs to pray. Somebody needs to seek his face. Somebody needs to begin to fast. Somebody needs to begin to put some devices out of your life for a while. Take some time and shut it off for a while. Take some time. Take a break from Facebook. Take a break from uh, your movie binges and all that. I'm not telling you to get rid of it forever. Maybe you should, but if it's more, if it's screaming louder and you're hearing it louder than you are Jesus, say, may I have your attention? It's too loud in your life. Romans 13, 11, 14 says, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to wake out of our sleep. Somebody wake up. Jesus is calling. Somebody wake up. For now is our salvation near the wind of leave. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in riotousness and drunkenness and chambering of wantonness, not in strife and hemming, but put me on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Hear me, church. Hear me, church. God is crying out. Jesus is crying out. May I have your attention? Can he get your attention tonight? Can he get your attention to pray? Oh, come on. Have we reduced him? Oh, come on. To an OMG. Come on, church, that's what we reduce God to. The guy in the sky, the man upstairs. Oh, come on. Oh, how many of you type it out and you say, OMG, what have we reduced God to? He is not just a, oh, come on, a, a three-letter abbreviation. Oh, come on. He is, but you got to turn around. He's a G-O-D. He's God. He wants our attention. He's screaming out for us to hear him. Would you pray, church? Young people, will you pray? Adult, will you pray? Would you find a place and say, God, forgive me. Oh, God, I want to give my attention to you. I want to turn my face towards you. Come on. It was Hezekiah when the prophet came to him and said, Hezekiah, you're going to die. You're going to die. Oh, you're going to die. And as the prophet walked out the door, Hezekiah went running. And he turned his face towards the wall. God got his attention and begin to cry out to God. And God gave him 15 more years to live. Come on. God is going to give you another chance tonight. He's crying out in the midst of the noisy generation. He's crying out in the midst of the text messages. He's crying out in the midst of the bells and the whistles and the dings and the beans. He's crying out to this generation saying, may I have your attention. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah, no, 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 no